I'm going to stand up because I got a lot of energy from the drive still. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714 and a very special way. I haven't seen you in forever, Rain. What's it been like? What do you think? It's been like, what, two years maybe? At least two years. Right? At least two years. A lot of things have happened in that time. I don't think I've seen you since I've moved from San Pedro. I don't even live in San Pedro anymore. You don't? No, I moved from San Pedro two Octobers ago. Yeah, that's about right. I think the last time I saw you was when we did that show at the uh, the Costa Mesa place, right? I think so. Remember? Yes. Like the Tiki Lounge or the Tiki yes. Bar or something like that. No, I think, you know what? The last time you saw me was at the airliner. Mm. And that was before they closed the airliner. Yes. Tragic loss for all of LA, I'm sure. Oh uh, <laughs> no, but things have been moving. Things have been going. For people that are familiar with the show, you know Rain as our co-host once, yeah. once co-host, and um, it was awesome. I had a great time, you I know. Did and too. we got to definitely uh, revisit those times. But there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk to you about. Like, uh, for example, tonight, what do we got going on tonight? What are you getting all dolled up for? So currently, we're getting ready for my. Uh music video release party. I've always been really nervous about hosting parties. Um, so this was a big thing for me. This is actually the first show I've thrown ever. And um, I know I'm 31 yeah. years old and I've never thrown a show, but this is the first show yeah. I've thrown. Okay. And uh, I think it's because this particular project is really special for me. Um, Lucidity is the sequel to the EP that I released back when I was co-hosting with you. I remember That's actually it. how we met. We met because uh, we had an interview for lucid dreams i remember lucid dreams i don't remember how i came upon it or how i came upon you do you medicine johnson ah <laughs> shout out to medicine johnson another dude you know, okay so this is what i tell people is uh there's that goes a lot more into if you want to seriously start a podcast like you want to genuinely start a show right it's not as easy as getting a mic and, and speaking to people, right? There's certain things that need to be kind of considered before you start making this decision to commit yourself to this thing. It sounds easy. Like rappers think it's easy because, oh, I'm a rapper. I got a mic. It's cake, right? <laughs> but what they don't consider is that when they write a song, record a song, that song is pre-written, pre-noted. It's going to be, they know exactly how it's going to flow. They don't have a question of what comes next. They know exactly what's, so it's, it's, it's repetition. It's, you know, a free conversation for an hour and a half takes a lot more <laughs> <laughs> than just remembering all the patterns of words and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And also, you got to consider, what are you doing? I mean, no, just because you have a mic doesn't mean that people want to talk, right? You gotta, yeah. So there's a lot more involved to it. But the one bonus that I tell people that, that comes with what I've done, in my particular case, is the friendships and all the people that I've yes. been able to meet and develop. And connect. And connect on levels that... Like Medicine Johnson, for example, right? Like, I don't know him very well. I know him as a good dude. But next time I see him, I'm going to be like, yo, bro, like what? And it'll be that. And we don't have to text each other. Every There's a mutual artistic respect, I think, that goes with meeting a lot of these people. Um, but the relationships are the best part of this. And you, uh, Valley, and, all, just like, and then also getting to meet some of the artists that I've admired as a kid for a long time, you know? So I know you've met some cool ones. <laughs> I so th th I went back and I started uh, going through my Instagram and um, and I'm just going through six years of stuff right from the beginning, from the first post to the to the most recent one, and it's really just like 
even as a kid, I could never imagine that one day I would meet blank. all these wonder. And, and they're you all know? on your bucket list, right? And you just been quickly crossing yeah. them off of your list. So the That's list so awesome. that you're, you're referring to is uh, I made it in 2013. I created that list of all the artists I've ever wanted to talk to, just sit with and meet. Hello, Cool J, and all these other cats, right? And I never thought I would actually <laughs> start to cross them off, you know? But uh, the first one was uh, Ari the Rugged Man. He was having a show, and uh, I'm like, man, I wonder if I can, no, nah, there's no way. And I said, you know what, let's just try it. You know, what's it gonna hurt? Just call. And we got no, no, no. And then uh, we got to the point where it was like, you know what, let's just go. Let's just show up, and he can tell us no if he wants, right? But we got there and he was super open to it. He was like, of yeah, course. I'll do it. But again, his publicist and his tour manager, you know, there's people like, no, no, he's too busy. He's too busy. Yeah. I get it. Some douchebag calls you. Hey, he won't, you know, you don't want to bother him. <laughs> Some chubby Mexican kid wants to talk to you. Like, they don't care, right? <laughs> he doesn't care. He's all right. He's busy. But I think artists are so excited to connect. I mean, especially like when, when they see that you take the time and make the effort to reach out to them. For example, uh, yesterday, Two Max posted something that was really deep and emotional and and politically, you know, charged. Mm -hmm. And I decided to send him a DM, and I was like, "Man, I really felt that." Yeah. And we went on and had a conversation for at least an hour, just back and forth, not even like texting, but like voice recordings. And it was really interesting because um, we started talking about art and about how art you know it's important to who it's important to and the most important thing is just to put it out there and I don't know if you know this but Tumex has been in and out of the hospital and he's been dealing with health problems so he's developed a really new perspective on what it is to make art nevertheless he remains open to people and I think you know if you if people like us make an effort to want to connect with an artist of course they're going to open their hearts and their minds to us and i think that's what makes you different from other people is that you make that consistent effort and that's why the doors keep opening for you it's 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 it's, it's what comes natural to me first of all i talk a lot right <laughs> i talk a lot second i have a vast interest and emotional attachment to hip-hop like it's embedded into my culture as a kid right in my particular rights it, it was it raised me no father figures right so it was Pac was the father figure and you know the L they these were father figures so that's that's where i would learn how to hey you know be tough guy but you still got to have emotions you got to be real but you can't you know like this there's certain things that you learn and you pick up as a kid and you start to process them and then i, I develop my kind of personality just based off of the mcs really that i've just listened to right um but the artistic, like someone like Tumix, who's been around a vast area of hip hop, right, for like many years, right? Yeah. Uh, he is not only a legend in his right, like, hey, man, he, you have every right to be a legend. He continues to work and yes. develop new artists. Tumix is a dude to go, hey, man, who wants a tape? Let's work together, blank, right? And it's, it'll look maybe on the on the surface, it looks like, oh, Tumix needs money. But in reality, it's like, hey, man, I'm approachable as an artist, yeah. as a legend. Like, uh, you can come and see me. You want to collab? Let's do this. And I don't know a lot of artists that would do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's rare. He has a love and respect for hip hop that I think people pick up that I have when mm -hmm. I sit down and I talk to them. The thing that fucking bo that bothers me the most is when I watch these interviews is like, you are not the same. Don't equate yourself as an interviewer 
to the interviewee, don't. Dude, you're not Raskas, right? You're not <laughs> You're not this super dope lyrical rapper. So don't try to understand hip-hop through his eyes because you're not going to. So what I try to do is remove myself, and I'm just more of an observer. Yeah. So now I think... I think about if I was reading like a like a like some kind of um, uh, type out of the conversation, what stuff would I have wanted the interviewer to ask? Yeah. What would be an interesting question that that blank hasn't been asked a million times, right? So the knowledge that I have and the attachment I have kind of lends itself to to the artist, and they pick up on it. They're yeah. like, oh, you know, and they walk away at least ninety percent of the time. They walk away with a, hey, man. That was a great fucking interview, bro. Yeah. Like, like I'm, uh, they're happy to have been there, you know? You create a good conversation. Because at the very end, uh, I'm just, I would just want to document it. I can't walk amongst them. Today, someone told me, oh, you know, because I posted the pictures and it has like me with, you know, all these artists and these, and then they're like, hey, you know, if you hang around these artists or, or these legends, that makes you a legend concept, right? And I appreciate the... The, I appreciate it. I thank you. But at the very end, dude, I'm not even there. Don't consider me present. I'm just documenting this time in hip hop for Sage Francis or Tech Nine, whoever it is. I'm I'm just the documenter. Don't I don't want to know. That's why it's like. That's why the interviews, the episodes are interviews. They're focused on them. They're focused on you. I want to know about you because me, man. No one wants to know about me. I'm just some guy asking questions, right? They want to know about Rain and what has she been into? What has she gotten into? You went from, or maybe maybe you still are. When I first met you, very very spermer, very spiritual. Yeah. Very. We had the whole conversation how everything has an energy and a and a and a you know this whole thing. Are you still very much? Yes, but now I know how to balance my spirituality, and you know belonging to the real world, especially when it comes to becoming serious about music. You really have to ground yourself. I was, um, at the time, I was transitioning from somebody that was trying to figure out who they were to somebody who figured out who they were, and now I'm at a point where I know who I am and I know what I want to do. And I know what I want to do as far as sharing who I am with other people. But that's a bold statement for you to say, I know who I am and what I want to do now. You, you. Do you honestly think you figured it out? You got it. You yeah, got it done? and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna just keep going until I'm tired of it, until I figure out what I want to do next. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Because the one question that I have never been able to answer in my life is, what do you want to do? Brain, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I honestly don't. I, I, I feel like I should be doing something, but I don't know what it is. So it, it causes me anxiousness because uh -huh. i'm like i'm wasting time but i don't know why you know what i'm saying hmm. there's an author that i really like uh she wrote uh, eat pray love and she said to follow your curiosity and then she also said that instead of focusing on what your purpose is to instead serve a purpose so at this moment you're serving a purpose by interviewing me by being a part of my life in this way, by documenting something special for me and for you, and you're helping to share music for us and share conversations and share wisdom, and that's part of your purpose. The ways that you serve a purpose becomes your purpose, becomes what you do. These little desires and these little curiosities become a part of the bigger thing, the bigger what am I and what do I want to do. And I do believe in, and I'm a big picture guy, and I know it sounds, a lot of people say that, but I mean, 
I like to think of myself being more practical. So you know, it also so that so that also causes a lot of problems with life because life wants you to just flow, right? So mm-hmm. it wants you to just get up, go to work, you know, uh, punch out, go bit. Like life just wants to keep you flowing, right? And then it's the practicality of like, but why am I getting up? Why am I? Am I get, like you start to now question instead of just full going with the flow, right? But I do. I can appreciate what she's saying is like, don't look for the purpose, just be the purpose, and then mm-hmm. you'll find your purpose yes. on the path. And it's very much the curiosity thing. Wow, she, she was right because it was ultimately me going, I can't interview him, right? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I can't just walk up to a dude and be like, hey, do you want to interview? And it turns out you can pretty much just, yeah, <laughs> you can just you walk can. up to anybody as long as you have a mic. You'll be like, hey, man, you want to talk? The natural, any human wants to be, um, remembered right like wants to be they want to leave a legacy a legacy behind right even if it's even if it's uh you know the most at the end of the day if it's even the most like hermit do like just in his room he still wants something to say hey i was here once right so that's why tech nine becomes a world famous rapper because he wants people to know that he was here right otherwise he would silently sit in his room yeah so I think that's also lent itself to when I go, hey, artist, do you want to interview? Right. And the ones that stay grounded go, hey, this is a person who is interested in me. Let me give them the interview. Those that don't stay grounded. Right. Oh, no, I'm too big for you, bro. You're not worth my time. You're not worth the sit down. You're not worth the words that are. You're not worthy of my words, man. I'm Kanye. I'm not going to have, you know, what I'm saying like whatever, whoever it is the grounded is so important i think as an artist uh so do you think it was you've matured into who you are i think i just fell on my ass a few times (laughs) as you should (laughs) you know uh, who was it thomas edison that invented the light bulb Uh uh-huh you know how i think he said something like you know i i didn't fail or you know i didn't i just i learned what almost a thousand ways of how not to make uh, a light bulb yeah so i fell on my ass several times and i learned by experiencing the things that i didn't want before i finally found out what i really wanted to do i mean i dedicated my life to teaching for five years for five years i was a substitute teacher and then i had all this music that i had been creating that i wasn't putting out and one day i was like enough you know it's time to put out these you know scores of tracks that I've just got lying around that are done I I have a talent and I have a story and it's time for me to share it and you know I, I worked in the marijuana business I worked in the corporate business I did education I did voice lessons I did all sorts of things right I did commercial music I did hip-hop and finally I just I decided to commit and I think commitment is a really big aspect of you know, figuring out what you want to do and then completing it. So I'm at a point in my life where I've learned to commit to little things and now I can commit to something bigger. Um, it was ballsy of me to, to even do this party. You know, I, like I said, I've always been afraid of of making things happen, of making events. I tend to be the type of person, well, I used to be the type of person that would just people hire and I show up. I was never the person that was the mastermind of something. I had to grow into that. I had to hang around people that were entrepreneurs to develop that entrepreneurial mindset. 
you know like what you were saying you know somebody told you that because you're hanging around with the greats then you must be a legend too and i know your humble opinion is of course not that you're somebody that's documenting but at the same time we are the average of the people that we spend time with so I think that by hanging around these people, you're getting something out of it. You're asking that question. What do I want to do? How do I want to contribute? What is the legacy that I want to leave? Otherwise, you'd be just, you know, some Joe Schmo working and watching Netflix at night and going to bed early and waking up and doing it all over again. But you have this desire, right? And I see it. And I see it with people and they go, they'll go like, uh, they'll come home and then like your day's done, right? Like you throw your shoes off and you're watching your Netflix. And, and in my head, I'm thinking like, there's so much day left. Like there's, and again, with the anxious of like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, am I, I, I think it's like a testosterone thing, you know? I, you know, cause you're just like, I want to fucking punch something all the time. <laughs> you know, you're just like, I want to go do something. And, uh, I, but I also, you want it to be something that's going to be worth doing it. Right. And, and, and the, the, again, the, 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 the fact that I get to, that I get to, right. That I get to maneuver around these artists i understand that's special right it is. look i understand rain is special i understand you you have a special talent and so there's a world that welcomes this special there's other people in this other space right i understand that that we we are the, look no maneuvering in and out of hip-hop the way that i've been able to do i don't know anyone that's been able to do that and i don't know that i'm leaving a trail for the next guy i just know that at the time it felt right and it's like man this is just where the curiosity is leading to man i'm just going with it the one thing that i that i think you'll appreciate is that i did learn that once like you figure out what life has in store for you not what you want for your life but what life has it'll make things easier if you start walking down that path yeah that's that that i have discovered like i will go to a show and I'm, i do interviews okay and i happen to run into the guy that books blank that was life going hey man you didn't have to be here and i just facilitated facilitate this for you right and then you're rewarded with it sometimes even when you doubt it like mm, should i go and then it's like an easter egg at the end of a marvel movie or something you know it's just exciting to realize that by little coincidences and little things like that that you know that you're walking on the right path. that life keeps showing you if you pay attention right and the other example i give people is that if you go hey i am a rapper okay you're like all right i'm a rapper okay cool but you never get in the studio and you never write anything and you don't really rap. You know, like, are you a rapper, right? And life keeps going, no, bro, you're not a rapper, you're blank, right? And so it keeps throwing you in that direction. But you, your life is going to become very hard because you keep pounding your foot saying, I'm a rapper, I'm a rapper, I'm a rapper. And life's like, no, you're not. But you keep pushing in that direction. Life's showing you that that's not the right way. And I think that's when people start to get into trouble. See what I'm saying? Yeah, when they're not in alignment with who they really are. And they want to force who they think they should be, when in reality, that's just not who you've matured or developed to be. I think that has a lot to do with not listening to yourself. Because I was pretty adamant about staying and teaching for a while. But I think it was because I felt comfortable. And I kept getting students who were like, what are you doing here, miss? Mm -hmm. Or I kept getting more opportunities to make music and... You know, it just got to the point where it became unbearable. I think a lot of people are told what they're supposed to be doing or they see options that are comfortable or easy and they kind of stick to that. Kind of mm -hmm. like there's a book called The Alchemist, right? Favorite books. One of my favorite so you've books. Read it. I love it. So, you know, he has the option to yep. just tend to his sheep. Yeah. 
or to figure out you know the yeah. secret of life uh-huh. and he goes on this journey and this journey leads him home yeah but the journey is what he needed yeah so i yeah. think it has a lot to do with that it, you listen you listen to yourself you pay attention but i'm an idiot <laughs> so like i don't want to hear to i don't i don't how much you know what i'm saying like that's the other thing i'm thinking about like yeah but what do you know like what do you what are you doing like in the self-doubt that comes with your friend right she's like a year ago she was like hey man i don't know if i'm going to be able to do this and now she's booked all the time right if she had stopped two months into it because of the doubts and the oh you're not going to do it where are you going to find the people Babe, come on there's a million here if she would have fell into all this stuff she wouldn't have be you know she wouldn't be here now right oh yeah and mariah used to get cyber bullied she started really really young when she yeah. was a teenager and 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 she was bullied to the extent that she stopped doing youtube channels and she stopped she veered away from makeup she had to slowly work herself back into gaining that confidence yeah. that led her to, to to have faith in what she desired and now it's amazing because now she's so busy that if i ask her to do something for a music video for me she has to check her calendar and get back to me <laughs> as it should be right that's 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 life saying hey this is what i have for you and she loves it look at her she's so into your hair right now. i could tell that she <laughs> loves what she's doing she's she's invested into it emotionally she but right the one of the reasons that i like you as a person is you have a very what's the word there's a very there's a calm presence to you oh thank you um right do you agree <laughs> that that i don't find and with all respect in a lot of females like a lot of females don't have this tendency of like I'm good. They have a lot of like, I don't know, they just seem like jittery? Not, anxious? Not jittery, just like I'm a girl. So I'm a girl, right? We're good. You guys are good. Like I just feel uh. like a lot of girls have this like I'm going to pretend to be softer than I am because maybe it'll give me, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of girls that are socially conditioned to believe that they have to be overly feminine in order to be respected. Or they they think it's respect. Right, and it, when in actuality, it's a douche is going like, okay, you're a girl, I get it. Like, it, it, so, but there, there's a confidence to you that I don't see in other females of our age. Right, it, it's a very complicated thing. To have. <laughs> also, because you were a teacher, right, you were someone a professional in my eyes, mm-hmm. who still had the music going on, which I admire. I was like, that's awesome. I, you know, they tell you how to balance it. But you're saying you've left the professional yeah. life. A hundred percent is done. One hundred percent. What was that day like when you realized that you were going to be gone? Do you remember uh, that? I just recently wrote about it. I'm writing a book. It's called The Singing Sub. I started it last November for the National Novel Writing Competition. But um, I stopped because the last chapter that I wrote um, was... Um, I, I wrote it because at a school there was a student that was telling me that... Um, that he had noticed that one of the teachers was being weird towards the students. So it inspired me to write this story, this chapter. And this chapter went viral and a lot of people, it got a lot of media attention and the teacher ended up getting fired from the school. So I'm finishing it up now. I just started it back again, like maybe three or four days ago. And I wrote about my last day as a substitute. I was at Dodson, which is just down the street from here in uh, Rancho Palos Verdes. And, um, I remember I was ending my day and I went up to the secretary. She's like, oh, um, you know, can you come in tomorrow? And I looked at her and I was like, actually, this is my last day. Did you have that? What did that just come out? Mm-hmm. So it was just your, like, it was your natural yeah. response to say, nah. Yeah. 
I was like, this is my last day. Oh, what's going on? And I was like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a leave of absence. I told her that I was going to take a, a one year break um, to focus on my music, but it's been six months and I have no intention of going back. I really don't. I, I was really scared at first and there was one month that was really awful, but uh, <laughs> financially, yeah. but I've completely replaced my teaching income and then some. So once you've done that, right, the fear is no longer, hey, can I eat off of this? Because yeah. now you see you're able to. Because now you see you can. But how long can I eat off of this? I think later comes the big question, like how long can I honestly do this, right? There's 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 a thing about, um, okay, so f- femininity in hip hop is kind of like a weird thing because, f- uh, f- and I'm not, I'll include you in hip hop in the urban, I'm talking in, in urban settings. And what I'm saying is uh, like, uh, you're either super feminine, like I'm a hoe, I'm gonna do whatever. I don't know how they rap. <laughs> or you're super tough and rugged and you're like raw, you're like a dude, right? Like that's it in hip hop. There's no like, and those are far, like Lauren Hill is not around anymore. Like that, that MC. She was the balance. She was the balance, right? Like I'm still tough, and, but I'm going to make, my, you know, X Factor and whatever. And, and a talent behind it, right? But I'm saying is that's gone. I can't think of another female representation in hip hop that is balanced yeah now especially now can't eat that in in the in the commercial setting not one not even eve's around anymore where she was like oh, i'm still hot but i rap and i'm not that you know now yeah. it's you're either super girly or you try to hide the girliness with like beanies and jackets and shit i know and like you know the product it's crazy she's so beautiful and l- she just hides it all listen i don't snow the product is a whole fucking deal with me i don't <laughs> i i i just i dislike dis, oh man i dislike her representation of a latina and it bugs me a is little it bit. too whitewashed for you it's it's too not real and it, and and it's like uh again Look, you're a girl. Like it's fine. You cannot wear a beanie. You cannot wear a jean jacket or a, a leather. And maybe she doesn't want to be, uh, you know, uh, sexualized. But that's weird. You're 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 an adult woman. Why wouldn't you want to be? Like, what is happening? You know. Like, you know that a lot of that is part of cholo culture too, though. A lot of the girls in cholo culture wear really baggy clothes, yeah. and they kind of cover themselves up, yeah. and they wear their men's shirts. Yeah. Like in very but veteran cholo culture. So her representation of a Latina, if I'm not a Latino and that's what I think Latino women are like, like yo, do that's not it. The chola culture is not the majority of Latina. It's a one factor it's of Latinas. So I'm saying is like I don't like that she's the only Hispanic female representation on that level. And it bugs mm, me. What about Reverie? Now you talk about Reverie is completely different because Rev will fl- styles fluctuate. Yeah, what about Gavlin? styles fluctuate wonder. They, they, they fluctuate it's not this is what I'm presenting and this is what I'm going to sound like on every single track no Reverie will do trap and then she'll do love and then she'll do spin and then she'll do some bo- but th- the flow the artistry is through and through and you can't say Reverie dresses like a chola she doesn't and she's a Hispanic girl so why uh, you know what I'm saying like it throws everything off once you get somebody good next to the, the McDonald's representation of that Right? <laughs> the McDonald's <laughs> representation. It, it it just is like that, and, and and it just seems un ingenuous, ingenuous, mm-hmm. ungenuine, ingenuous, ungenuine. Un-genuine. You mean inauthentic? Inauthentic. She seems unauthentic to me. My mm-hmm. bullshit meter goes off when I see her. 
<laughs> She's like, oh, come on. I have a feeling that your bullshit meter goes off with a lot of people. <laughs>
Well, where were we? What were we, what was I complaining about? <laughs> Damn, I don't even remember smell anymore. The, smell the product and all this <laughs> God. inauthentic artists. Uh, but who am I to? All I'm saying is, having met enough genuine artists, I think it becomes pretty easy to be like, mm, nah. And I think I don't think there's anything. It might sound insensitive to say that, but it is a skill you can pick up. I mean, cops do it all the time. You deal with enough scumbags and be like, okay, this guy's lying. Okay, this guy's telling the truth. There's no difference with that. I've been doing it for six. I understand. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things and levels and connections you get with people that um, through interviews, through real interviews, gen true interviews, right? Not the pre-planned stuff that you can't hide too long range. Like you can't hide for an hour and a half in an interview. Like you're going to be, you're not that, it's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Um, but outside of that, the, the, the fact that you're genuine is what I like about you. Like Thank I, you. And you're and you're not afraid to go for it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's <laughs> pr- that was pretty ballsy. You quit your job and you said I'm gonna try to do this, having kids and having this this life already developed and, and and ready. You know. So what was it like when you came home that day? Was it like? I was so scared, but at the same time, um, I think my spiritual journey. Um, For those of you that don't know, I decided to leave Wake the Flock Up because I explained to a concept that I needed to focus on deepening spiritually. And I did that for like a year or two. It might have been a year and a half, two years. I went to therapy. I went to church. I read spiritual books. I meditated. I did forgiveness, you know, workshops, all sorts of things. I got to the point where my faith was so strong that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because God wants me to do this because God gave me this talent and I'm just going to go for it. And I had to just kind of free fall into this life that I did not know how it was going to turn out. And things and people started showing up. And it was crazy. There is struggling myself as I do with religion and, and, and faith and believing in it. I understand that there's a there's a benefit, there's a discipline to religion that I think we can all benefit from, right? There's, that the, and then people, you see the outside and then you're so quick to judge it like, the, a lot of the stupid things I hear is like, if God is so amazing, then why does he need you to praise him all the time? Why does he need, and, and I just tell people like, you're looking at it completely wrong. You're not praising him for his good. You're praising them for your good. You understand? Like yeah. you, the fact that you are willing to whatever it is, submit yourself to something bigger than yourself, right? Submit to an entity or whoever it is. The Greeks had the role, whatever it is, right? It will humble you and humble humi- humility. humility has a lot of benefits to you as a decent human being, right? That you don't get if you say um, are an atheist or you don't get you don't get this this massive of like yo man I'm, I'm not the universe I'm, I'm just a bit of it like there's there is something to giving yourself into the fact that I'm not in control like you know it's not I'm just scared to like do that and I don't know how so I don't know how to willingly give up into it to give into it to the point where I guess you have it's scary I it took me five years to to make it happen five years And before that, I was in college. I did four years of school instead of doing four years of music. I didn't go to school for music. I did train privately, but 
It took a long time for me to have faith and for me to believe in myself. Faith is just believing in the unseen. That's all it is. And to praise him is just to to demonstrate gratitude. You don't even have to like if you're an atheist, you don't have to praise God. You just have to say, oh, I'm so grateful for this. You have to feel appreciation for something like I feel appreciation for you being here and speaking with me and allowing me to share my story with the people that listen to you. I'm grateful for Mariah for being here and for for beautifying me for this event. I'm grateful for this venue and the person that owns it because she opened up her door for me. That feeling of gratitude it creates an energy that attracts more good things to you. Uh, the, I mean, if we're going to make it more simple, you have a child, you have children. When your children are grateful, you want to give them more. When they're ungrateful, you get pissy. You're like, what's wrong with you, you know? But when they demonstrate appreciation, oh, thanks for this, or politeness, or, oh, I love it that you come to my, to you know, that you drop me off or you pick me up or that you cook for me, or thank you for doing this for me, you feel just flooded with love and you want to give more so that's the way i see it i started you know the spiritually the spiritual deepening that i did led me to have appreciation that appreciation allowed me to be to have more perceptions of 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 what's happening that's good in my life it allowed me to see more opportunities and to go for those opportunities to have the confidence to go for those opportunities and also Every opportunity that I had was the seed for a greater opportunity. So, you know, I, I'm sure you've had interviews with artists that were not as popular, but they created the seed for creating interviews with bigger artists or with, with artists that were like, you know, like your like your white whale, right? That's kind of where I'm at. You know, I started out with this cover band with a guy who didn't even want to pay me for my time. And then I went into another cover band that underpaid me severely. And then I started booking my own things. And then I got more opportunities. And now I'm at a position where I'm like, okay, I have enough faith in my ability to create for myself um, where I can start taking my art and seeing how well my art does. Can I capitalize? Can I market this? Can I create an audience for myself? It's groundwork, but the groundwork has a lot to do with the mindset. You have to have the mindset first. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You, the mindset of, I can get this done? Mm. You have to believe in it. And at first, you have to lie to yourself. You have to tell yourself until you believe it. I tell people, like, I fake it till I make it. Many times I've been in front of my audiences and I'm not confident. I'm scared as shit. And I, I, I really don't know what I'm doing, um, especially when I have a new song or when I'm doing something new. But when people come up to me at the end of the performance, they're like, wow, you did so amazing. You, were, you know, and it always like it always like fills me with awe when people appreciate what I do, because I have such a high standard for myself. I, I think I think it's important for an artist to never get comfortable with themselves, to never feel like they're done. I mean, it's not a good thing to feel like you're not good enough, but it's not a good thing to feel like you're the shit either. Because <laughs> then you start to implode on mm -hmm. your own ego, right? Mm -hmm. Your own ego becomes this massive weight and all of a sudden you're Kanye 
and you, <laughs> it's just grown out of control and you start to spew this stupid retarded shit that comes out of your mouth because your ego is not there's nobody saying hey shut up <laughs> no no there's do you, you all these people for 20 years they haven't had somebody say hey that's not a good idea all they have had is wow you're a genius that's fantastic you're amazing you're incredible so you know they just blah, blah, blah. and then now their head's too big and now they go oh i support trump and i know because yeah. they just think whatever thoughts they have must be the truth must be the real because i've been praised for everything else how can my dumb thoughts about my polit politics be wrong of course i'm right of course you know this is, it, it starts to develop into and then you have people that at least Kanye has rationale why he could earn that level of it. If you're just some douchebag and you have this huge head about yourself, your Talibs and all these other, you're dude, you're <laughs> no, you're not, you're, you don't compute. See what I'm saying? Is like you, you're not, you're not that. Stop equating yourself to these levels of grandeur and, and like these artistic gods. Like, bro, you're not them. You're not gonna. It's, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, but yes, you do need to have a certain ego to say i'm concept not george yeah. i'm concept and this is what i do now and then you need that ego you need that right i but wouldn't call it ego i would just call it mm, what's the word for this ego is important to have there's nothing wrong with having ego has a lot of negative connotations to it it does but you need an ego to survive right just to like live as a human True. being you're like man i'm worth living i need to survive to so that little bit of ego helps you see what i'm saying and now when you're in an artistic level the ego helps you get over insecurities you're right and it helps you do which is necessary keep your ego in check though right keep You're it right. in check that guy telling me i'm a legend i could very easily be like bro duh homie like that's what i've been you know like or i could be like push it away to what i accept it thank you compliment don't let it don't internalize it because if i let it get to the point where like oh maybe he's right man maybe i am a legend maybe oh man well this is bull you know it's uh, you know it's bad for your soul kind of yes. thing you know what i'm saying yes and and, and I, I think that that's the best way like you know, speaking for artists that are working on building themselves up, you know, it's really important. I mean, it's so important to to stay humble, to keep your appreciation for I the little things. I did have specific questions for you that I did want to um, talk about or just topics that I wanted your opinion on. Sure. So we talked about, uh, you know, uh, the difference between males and females and like hip hop, <laughs> how they, how they, but as do you process your life through the eyes? I mean, I guess you have to, but I'm saying, do you very consciously go, I'm a girl? Is that something that, that process? And I know it's a very dumb question, but I think every i think it's considerable like do you do you say hey i'm a female so i must apply myself different in these situations like the, the fact that you're a girl does that come about in your decision making of course of course you know what i mean in, see, it's kind of i guess it's hard to what i'm asking is like how do you view the things like i don't view them as like hey i'm a dude these things are happening to me as a dude i view them like you your this consciousness you have is, exp is experiencing these things george like right so like they're worth paying attention to how do you process the well, way life happens to you i process my life as an empowered female that empowers other females so 
I don't play the victim because of my fem my status as a female. That's first and foremost. I mean, yes, there's definitely sexism out there and there's racism out there and they intersect in ways that are pretty fucked up for women. But my job as an artist and as a person is to help women realize their value as women and to help them capitalize on that. Capitalize that's on that. That's what I do. That's in you capitalize on being a girl? Of course. There is an advantage to being a woman. Talk to me. What advantages do you as a female have that let's say I don't have? Women have the power of persuasion. Mm, that's true. I couldn't seduce my way out of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> women have the power of persuasion. And women, a woman's beauty, it goes as far as her confidence goes. Mm, interesting. It, it is something that I've given a lot of thought to, which I think... Uh, people tell me like oh you know like you lost all the weight and like you know you know but honestly like to me again I don't I'm so weird I'm so detached from myself and I think it's an actual like clinical thing because um, I don't have like a, an emotional attachment to my race like I'm not emotionally attached to being Hispanic like I'm not I was awesome like I didn't I don't have a sense of pride from it that I see people just fucking walk around like I'm white man. I'm look how awesome this is. I'm black. Look how cool I am. Like I'm just like, all right. Like I didn't get to choose it. I didn't earn it. Like I don't. It, whatever color I happen to land on, bro. Like I had nothing to. I didn't earn that. So like, why? Where's the sense of pride in that? See what I'm saying? I think the sense of pride comes from researching and embracing. They don't research. Rain, you can't tell me that these Nazis are or these these skinheads who are like I'm white are researching that. Oh, why white people are so awesome? Because it would take very little research to be like, oh, you're just like every other color. Like you don't. Then it's bleed not pride. It's ego. Which is good to have, right? We we talked, but I don't know if it's ego. I think it is pride. I think because I think pride is un unkept ego. You shouldn't have pride in stuff you don't have control over. I cannot be judged on the fact I shouldn't be judged in society if I'm a man and I'm 4'3". I shouldn't <laughs> be judged by that, right? That shouldn't be a factor on how you, whether you're going to treat me as a person or not, right? I didn't have any control about how short I am. It's not my fault. Um, I can't do anything to fix it. So therefore, you can't blame me you can't say oh i'm gonna factor the fact that you're short in how i'm gonna treat you because i can't have any so the same thing with my color like i can't change it i can't be darker i can't be lighter so don't judge me by what i look like judge me by the hmm. stuff that i say to you now what if i were to tell you that i'm proud to be a latina that i'm proud to be a woman who's latina I'm a, I, I understand 100 percent that people have the pride but i don't understand it i don't you don't understand the source of it 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 escapes me. It escapes me the idea to be proud of something you had zero to do with. Your your football team winning, you had nothing to do with the Niners winning. Why is why is this sense of pride of jumping up and down? And I where, where do, what are you talking about? You did nothing for this. You did nothing to be a Hello? girl. Oh, by the way, guys, we are at um, Babouche in San Pedro. We're doing my uh, my single release party. I'm getting my hair and makeup done by uh, Mariah. And uh, Concept is interviewing me. So there's a lot going on right now. And um, But yeah, come on in. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I just think like the reason why people are proud of those things is because they have examples of who they are from the past. And it makes them happy to be a part of that legacy. For example, being proud to be a 
a woman Latina. I have so many examples of powerful female Latinas that that make me feel proud. You wouldn't be proud of something if you didn't have something before you that was worthy of, of feeling excited and proud of. Come on in, come on in. Sure. I mean, I get that part, right? Oh, I and know. there's Thank a sense you. of like wanting to fit in and a sense of like, hey, I'm a part of something also. Like I get I get that. I understand that. But it doesn't help me. Like me being proud of what my ancestors did does not help me today. Why not? How? How how is it beneficial for me to be proud of that? It it, it doesn't it doesn't it's not gonna better my life today. How how there's I, I wanna explain how me being proud of what Aztecs did is going to help me in my modern life today. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, if, when you're rooted, when you're rooted in your ancestry and in your, you know, your lineage, you get to, you get to have examples of character and success to propel you into creating your own success. Of people that present. look like me? Like, cause that's really what it is. Like, hey, that person looks like me and he had success. So therefore, I can also have success because yeah. I look like him? Exactly. But that's not the way. Just because I look like, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to have any success at all. Like, well, let's, let's think about this really quick. Let's think really quick about the history of African Americans in the United States. Okay. Now, we didn't have black people in office. We didn't have powerful and positive examples of black people in, in history. And for most of American history, black people were... Uh, demonized and seen as rapists and criminals pretty much what's happening for Mexicans today with the Trump administration and um, and then we started having figures in the cinema and in history books and all of a sudden little children are seeing positive examples and they're no longer feeling like 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 their existence needs to be of a thug or needs to be of a criminal they're they're seeing possibilities for something better than say a black girl that um you know wants to like for example that mo that movie um hidden figures they're seeing possibilities for women in the arts and in science that they didn't see before so that's the sense of pride where you have positive examples that you can look back on because they help you to envision something better for you than maybe what was there before and it has nothing to do with you right obviously i can't take any credit for jennifer lopez's success or selena's success but i can say that one of the big reasons why i'm here today and why i'm doing what i do is because selena paved the way for mm. women entertainers in the mm. business mm -hmm. before there was so much sexism the 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 music industry especially in latin music was completely dominated by men yeah. and there weren't women that took control of their own careers the way that selena did the way that jennifer lopez has mm -hmm. and the way that i plan to as well at this point i am my own boss i don't really answer to anybody mm -hmm. i 1099 people and i'm being 1099 as well you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's a different status than a w-2 and i definitely feel proud to be a female latina now because i have those examples mm -hmm. whereas before it was either the madonna or the whore right you were either like the 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 house the housewife my mom was a housewife you know you were either the housewife or you were this overly sexualized you know latina prostitute those were your options, right? So that's just, you know, 
that's just my explanation of my pride in being a Latina from from that standpoint. So and 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 so it helps me to understand how other people can be proud of their culture. There's so much to be proud about if you if you look back and you see some of the wonderful things that people that looked like you or came from your country did. And when you have pride in that, especially when it's things that are positive, it really creates an opportunity for our societies to improve because you have good examples and because people aren't hating themselves for being Mexicans or hating themselves for being women or, or hating themselves for being Africans. You know, they're, I remember growing up, I had a friend who hated being Salvadorian. She was ashamed of being a Salvadorian girl. What and was it that she didn't like? She, 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 she like their culture. She like grew up with the belief that being Salvadorian was being a loser and being, you know, less than. Yeah. And she wanted to be white because she felt like being white was the prime example of success and happiness. Hmm. So this pride that we can have there's it, a reassurance in it. there's yeah. a reassurance and there's a com there's the, the comfortable but i'm saying as adults right we shouldn't be so proud in, in dodger fans like dodger fans you don't need to be that like i'm saying like there's a lot more energy that could be spent in other forms of 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 of, of enjoyment like i'm just saying like uh, it, it, to have the emotional attachment to this skin color is weird to me it's a strange idea to be like, yeah, I'm so proud to be this. Like, wow. wow. Because I, dude, I am proud of very little. Like, I don't feel like I've done enough to be proud to be like, hey, check that out. And now just be like, hey, check this out. I'm, I'm this color. I want props. You gotta give respect. Like, what? It just, it just seems like a weird thing for your skin color to be your main character trait. See what I'm saying? I think people aren't going around saying white pride for a reason. If you're saying white pride, people are going to look at you funny. I think pride is relegated to people that were downtrodden, colonized, raped, taken over. In some form, you know, something was, they were mistreated at a certain point and they had to develop pride in order to elevate themselves mm. to believe that they were worthy of something better of the than minimal. being downtrodden. Yeah, I, I, I could see that now. I, I, could, I, I could see the benefit to it. Mm -hmm. I definitely see the benefit. But I agree. Pride in being a Dodger fan is trivial. Be proud and be a dad. Be proud in being a husband. Be proud in being a. Be proud in the stuff that matters first, mm -hmm. and then worry about whether the Raiders win or not. Like that's not. You don't need to this wasted energy. I just misplaced think stuff. I mean, if you look back on like Roman societies, what were they doing? You know, what were the politicians and the people that were running this the empire doing to keep people from you know taking charge of their country yeah, was they the, were building a show. these coliseums yeah, and they were yeah, you know yeah. going to these coliseums and watching the lions eating the uh, gladiators yeah and i mean this is happening right now too yeah. social media television 100%. netflix is keeping people from performing their civic duties so yeah i mean i i can see what you mean there's a lot of trivial stuff that people are being proud of right now that it just makes absolutely no sense but as far as like cultural background i definitely feel like it's important to be proud of where you come from because if you're not proud of where you come from 
you're gonna have this this feeling of inferiority following you around everywhere you go in your life mm. and you're never gonna reach for the higher things in your life it's interesting it's interesting right I like that no 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 I'm with you on this one you kind of turn the page on me you know what brown pride people no uh, no I'm with you I'm with you processing your life when you're saying you're very much aware that you're a feminine energy oh, yeah. you're very much and you use that to your advantage as you should because why wouldn't you use of all course. tools available to you to succeed i get that i'm with that but it's the i think the artists that we see that use nothing but their sexuality or nothing but the femininity that that now that's the problem right there's no other side to them there's no well, like depth to what they're doing there's no depth to, to like britney you think Pitbull is sitting at home like, oh my God, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull him out. No, Pitbull's writing Pitbull lyrics, right? Because he understands, hey, I'm a commodity. This is not real. This is an entertainment, right? And then you have like, I don't know, like a Johnny Cash where it's like just deep, 
you know, there's a difference to it. There's a balance that should be walked. But as a female, right? How do you see the way the other artists kind of go down their journey? Are you are you okay with the representation that you have? Well, every artist has their own audience. I have a pretty small audience, but I love my audience and I give them what they want. Cardi B is giving her audience what they want. She gives them memes and she gives them funny videos and she knows what she's targeting. We could say the same about Trump. Trump is not stupid. He knows exactly the audience that he's targeting in their stupidity to get them to to, to sway them in the way that he needs them to be swayed so that he can win. Which is fine for them. It's fine for Trump and it's fine for Cardi B. What's wrong is that now they are the represent... Trump is now the representation of the Republican Party. So now all Republicans are going to think and act like Trump. See what I'm saying? At least in, in a person's mind that's outside is going to be, oh, well, all Republicans must be like that if they support him. Yeah. So all hip-hop heads must be like Cardi B. That's when I have an issue. That's when my problem is like, no, I don't want that to be the representation of hip hop. I don't want Cardi B to be the way people think, oh, that must be what hip hop is. Just high and drunk and fucking Wally and Alec. That's just what it is. No, there's teachers and there's students and there's fathers and there's Christians and there's Muslims and there's, there's all levels of artists in hip hop, not that. And that's what bothers me. See what I'm saying? Well, I think that they become the representation of, of, Republicans of hip hop of that that's the problem. But I think we could say the same thing about Tupac, right? In his heyday, Tupac was the representation of hip hop. What but was he all of hip hop? Was all of hip hop and rap gangster rap? No. There was like conscious stuff going on. There was stuff that talked about social movements. Sure, absolutely. But see, but what happens is what what happens is what happened because what happened is that music stopped being talked about. When the representations become so common that it's the same thing, everyone comes out sounding like Future. For the last, <laughs> since Future came out one year, the next three to four years, everyone came out sounding like Future. Because, in that, so now that becomes the norm. So if Tupac was still alive, maybe he, his style of music would still be the norm. We'll never know, right? We'll, we'll never know whether he will continue. He would have had continued to be successful and been this mm -hmm. deep artist that he is now, right? We don't know that, but what I do know is that the people don't rap like Pac no more, and there's no more big mom. There's no more uh, Dear Mama songs. There's no more changes. Now there's Crunk and there's all these. Wait, other how do you feel about Kendrick Lamar? Oh, oh, but it's not the stand. It's not the representation of hip hop. Right? They're not the. This is what hip hop is. You know what that is? Is like your Cardi B's because she's on time covers and she's on movies and she's like that's what hip-hop is being represented as you know what i'm saying but what do you think makes cardi b so popular why do you think she kind of rose to the stratosphere of fame in hip-hop and rap why do what what is what 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 we um, live what's the mass appeal here it is we live in a very weird time range where the uh the the uh, what is it the the uh me too and the social, but it's clashing, right? It, there's a clashment of people all feeling offended from different aspects, right? So now when the, someone comes out like Cardi B, you, you, you better not criticize what I like. This? Oh, I like this. No, this, I don't, this is terrible. I like this. You better not say. So now you have a whole, a whole generation of teenage girls saying, oh, well, I like Cardi B. 
they don't like her. They don't. They, they don't. It, it's just you better not criticize what I like. So it's and an it's age speed, of political correctness. You're saying, and no one being able to do this because rain. There's nobody on radio saying what I'm saying, and I'm not saying that I'm uh, I'm special. I'm saying is there's nobody going out there saying, hey, maybe that's not the best representation. MTV is not doing that. They're diving head first into the bad representation. The commercial hip hop doesn't allow anyone to talk bad because then those people won't come on back on your show. Mm-hmm. Cardi B won't. If I had Cardi B on one one episode and she heard this, she'll never come back, right? So you're Maybe. not you're not allowed to express yourself genuinely. And to say, criticize, hey, maybe that, maybe Little Pump isn't the best rapper out right now. Maybe Blank isn't, and we, uh, th- th- that's what bothers me is that they become the face of it, right? I think the people that become the face of music are the ones that are hustling the hardest. You think so? Oh, you yeah. think it's just based off pure hustle? I think You think they figured out hustle. how to hustle everyone that came before them? I do. Hmm. I think there's a lot of knowledge of business and marketing involved in Cardi B's career. But yes, for her, that's fine. But for the rest of us that have to not, that don't get paid the millions of dollars. Go on. For the rest of us that don't get to catch in the checks, right? That should be a problem. See what I'm saying? I think you just need to get smarter. <laughs> I need it. Well, I'm not trying no, to No, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about the artists that want to be represented need to get smarter. Hmm. Okay, I um, I have a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Her name is Trish Toledo. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing singer. In two years, she went from 2,000 followers to over 100,000 followers. It wasn't luck. Mm-hmm. She put herself out there and she learned what she needed to do to make her audience bigger. And then she did it. And she continues to do it. This is a business. It's not just about sharing your art. We can't be naive. People like Cardi B and even Tupac, these big, big artists, they have people behind them that know how the business works and they know exactly what to put out to gain mass appeal. I'm not saying that it's the correct representation. I'm just saying if you have a wonderful message and you want to put it out, and you feel like it's authentic, figure out what the people that are doing, that are popular are doing, and do it with your own spin. And make it work for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because look at Logic, right? Logic was like a totally underground rapper, and then what did he do? He went into like that mental health spin and discovered that a lot of people want to hear about mental health. And that's what skyrocketed him with that 1-800 song. Mm-hmm. It went amazingly. And there's a bunch of other rappers that are doing the same thing, rappers and singers. They're figuring out what their niche market is and they're capitalizing on it. And you can do the same thing, especially social media makes it so easy now. Mm -hmm. Social media, you can figure out who your audience is and cater to them specifically and gain a cult following and blow up in your own way. You don't even have to rely on radio anymore. You don't. And that's fine. If if that's what, but then, but then, Keep in mind that there's going to be people like me who aren't attached to the money. I'm not looking to be the next. That's not me. Who are genuinely savants. Just like, dude. Savants. All I'm saying is you you have savants of all different uh, 
topics and aspects. In hip-hop, very much the same. Emotionally attached, they know their logic, they don't understand it very well. There's these people like me that run around and they're going to be running around as long as you keep putting out BS and you want to make money. Okay, cool. Because I'm not putting out BS. I'm going to then exp- ex- ex- uh, explain to the ar- to the audience that I have why that should not be the cur- see what I'm saying so there you could be super rich and do your do be fantastic but there's always going to be people like me who aren't looking for the money right who are trying to preserve the nature of art and the kind of like the spirit of hip hop which I think it's important to keep in music how can you have a music if if you don't respect the spirit of it how can you how can you cultivate it? How can you grow more? Imagine you didn't love Selena and you didn't love, you know, whoever it is that you idolize and you just said, well, I'm going to start singing and I know it because I'm good enough and I'm just going to cater to the people that listen to me. There's no love behind that. There isn't. I mean, that's essentially what uh, 6 9 did. There's no heart is all I'm saying and there should be heart behind music. We're always going to know the difference between music that is business and music that's real music but the people that want to hear the real music with the soul and the heart those are the people that are going to listen to it but you and you can be both is what i'm saying you can be sade you can sell records and still maintain your integrity as an artist you don't definitely where i'm going that's what i want which is why you're on the show and cardi (laughs) b is not even though she might be a million artist is going to get me a million dollars Again, I don't respect her for what she does. So this conversation is not going to go very well once I have Cardi B in front of me and she figures out like, hey, I don't really respect what you do. She's, it's not going to, you know, but I like you. I respect you and you respect art and music. And that's why I think it's important to, to shine a, a spotlight on artists like you. You know, I didn't always um, make songs that I felt there were times where I really compromised myself, mm. where I put out music that was bullshit mm-hmm. because I was getting paid. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's how I learned that integrity was important to me. Not everybody has the same core yeah. values. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody values Not integrity. Not everyone's going to do that. Yeah. No, no some people not. are going to be like, give yeah. me some money. Mm-hmm. Give me some money. I will sing for you whatever the fuck you want. Nowadays, when I get collaboration requests... From rappers, if I don't like your rapping, I'm not going to work with you. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you throw at me. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I'm going to be embarrassed or ashamed to be in your music video, I'm not going to be in your music video. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for my music. Oh, my God. This music video that I'm putting out tonight, I think we did 10 edits. In fact, we did one music video shoot, and I hated the shoot, mm-hmm. and we shot again. We, sh- we shot the whole thing. The whole fucking thing. <laughs> because i didn't like it because i didn't feel like it i didn't feel like it complemented what i was striving to achieve with my art that makes not everybody does that Mm -hmm. not everybody knows what they want to Mm -hmm. the extent that they're willing to scrap the whole thing in order to make something that's true to their soul Mm -hmm. you have to you have to be decisive for something like that you definitely do you have to have a clear mind of of where it is you want to go and uh, what it is you're trying to accomplish. Sorry. we are. St- it's showtime in 30 minutes. Yep. We're wrapping up right now. Uh, no, Rain. See, this is why I like these conversations with people that genuinely have an emotional attachment to their art. 
I think it's more. I think it's important to display that more often than just, "Hey, this is somebody who managed to get a hundred thousand followers." This is someone who respects what they do. They have a love and a genuine interest in music, mm-hmm. and that's where you come in. Yeah, it took a while though. It took a <laughs> while for me to like my music. Yeah, I had to grow into it. You know, you know, you're whack when you're whack. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can we expect from? From the reborn reign. Oh, man. Like, what what can we see in the future coming up? I'm so excited about Lucidity, first of all. This is going to be the first music video for Lucidity. Um, I made this EP here in San Pedro while living here. And I made it during my spiritual journey and my spiritual transformation. So there's a lot of songs that are spiritually oriented, a lot of love songs, a lot of stuff talking about the law of attraction and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, visually we're, we're, we're really pushing the envelope. This first visual is paying homage to, um, to San Pedro. So it's all in the sunken city and a bunch of different locations here in the city because I owe a lot to this city. Um, I'm excited about sharing this with people from San Pedro because, um, you know, Miguel is from San Pedro and there's a bunch of other artists that come out of here or. Is that so? Is Miguel from San Pedro? I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, I taught kids here. And sometimes kids here don't really see the beauty of their town. They don't really have a sense of pride in it. Yeah. So for me to showcase it, I was like, I loved it here. This place healed me. Um, you know, it's it's a way of helping people that are from this town to see that if they're artists or if they're, you know, if they're in some sort of creative interest or pursuit that this is a good place to make their art and Mm. a good place to start Mm -hmm. um so that's pretty much why we're here but um there's that i'm gonna be releasing my plan is to release a new music video every month and my plan is to throw more shows to throw more parties to bring more people together at this point in my life um you know my daughter's 11 years old Mm -hmm. and i'm 31 and I really, really just, I know what I want to do. I know that I want to share my music and see how far I can reach with my music. And uh, I also have the other project, the Selena Tribute. I watch the Selena movie and the Selena concert every day. (laughs) Do you really? I really do. That's how dedicated I am to it. Because I take it seriously that Mm -hmm. this woman is is gone. She's passed away and her spirit is living on. And that... I've been called to perform her music and to channel her spirit through my performances. I feel very strongly about that. So I want to make sure that because one of my values is integrity, I want to make sure that I'm authentically expressing her to my audiences. And when they leave my concert, they feel her. You know, I've had women come up to me after and crying and holding me like, thank you, God bless you for doing this. You know, people that watch Selena live so i want to generate that same level of feeling in people when they listen to my music i want people to feel something i want people to feel some type of way <laughs> i think and we'll wrap it up because i know you're busy a lot now but i think artists like selena and artists like tupac and artists like what what happens is that we know that they're genuinely good so when they're gone there's a depth of there's a feeling of of loss of a, of a heavy loss because you're like no he was the one she was 
bringing genuinely true artist music out and now some asshole is you know like ruined all, it, there's the whole level uh, thing of layers that comes to loosing an artist yeah like nipsey hustle my goodness everyone felt that and, and, and just in the re, re the re first of all the the brutality of the murder oh. is wow right it's like some movie stuff but the, the it's what they leave behind that um i think we should really concentrate on instead of yep. the departure is hey man well while they were here though, though bro yeah while they were here oh and they while were Pac was here while selena was here bro he they were the artists of the of the of the of their year of the of their lives you know like totally. it's a beautiful thing but you're right up the rain and you're gonna do your thing and i'm excited tonight and i'm very happy for you thank you i'm glad that you have this piece around you and that uh you're you're following through on your vision got him for got your him. for your life it took me a while to really commit and to really believe but now i'm now that i'm in the position where i feel this way things are coming so much more easily so if you're an artist listening out there if there's anything that i want you to work on work on believing in yourself work on cultivating that faith in your talent and don't ever give up that's the only way that you'll that you'll lose is if you quit mm -hmm. look at mariah over here <laughs> busy as hell back back to mariah everything's about mariah <laughs> Jeez, no okay uh rain thank you for sitting down with us thank you for having us um i'm excited to see uh where you go from here i'm, I'm excited to see that too yeah. i'll send you some music so that your listeners can listen to absolutely it. we'd love to feature some of the the new songs on the uh interview and uh, again rain thank you for for having us and and uh, hopefully we can uh, do this again sometime soon sounds good um you guys it's rainbizu.com mm -hmm. r-a-i-n-b-i-s-o-u.com uh the new single is called oh my you can follow me on instagram at rainbizu r-a-i-n-b-i-s-o-u don't be afraid to talk to me call me text me whatever i am here to help people i am here to mentor people especially if you're an artist that's starting out i'm also a vocal coach so if you need any help, I am here to give you light and to give you love. And thank you so much for having me, Concept. Absolutely. Anytime. So, guys, you guys be safe. Enjoy your evening. Rain, let's go downstairs and have some, uh, what, what, what kind of place is it? What kind of uh, restaurant? It's Moroccan. Moroccan food. I don't think I've ever had it. I got to try it. Well. I'll, I'll let you guys know how to do it. Wake the fuck up.